this empty street on the boulevard of broken dreams where the city sleeps and I'm the only one Corey and we are the real guys. This is Sign Radio and this is the real show with two E's. The music you just heard was Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day. And we've got a packed show for you today. And we are number one platform on the airwaves and YouTube for pop culture, film and television discussion. As always, I'm accompanied by my co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. We're available on Instagram on The Real Show and Twitter on The Real Show FM on Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. We're there. You can listen to us sometimes if you choose to. We're good. We're very funny sometimes. But not today, Corey, because um, let's give some background. First off, I want to say that we're not dead. No, no, we're not. We did manage to survive the the hatch explosion last week. Yes, uh, we we both hit under the table, didn't we, Corey? Yeah, close call. Very close close call. call. Yeah, yeah. The button went off, and we we had, we had to hide. We had to get low, didn't we? Exactly. So we took cover, and we managed to survive the explosion. It was a bit of a close one, but we managed to get we managed to survive. Now, over uh, the week before, the week before, we were talking about who killed Captain Alex. The we Ugandan were. action movie, right? Yes. And I I gave it quite a high rating. You did? And you gave it a bit of a medium medium to low, let's call it. Yeah, I, I, I think was it a 7, 7.5? 7, I gave it something close to a, like a 9, didn't I? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. And <laughs> both, both, both ratings were deserved. But then we came to the weekly rec. Mm. And we'd like to describe to the people, to the dear listeners... What what you recommended and what rating you gave it? Uh, well, I recommended uh, Hoodwinked, which is uh, a legendary animated film. It's it's a classic, you know. It's the first fully independent funded computer animated feature film, Murray. So of course oh. it had to get a ten out of ten. Yes, and as you know, listeners, if you pay attention to the real show in any in any form. Any film that gets a 10 out of 10 real rating must be reviewed in its own episode. Exactly. It happened with Rogue One. Rogue One was the first film to get a 10 out of 10 real rating and in the in the history of the real show. And it got its own review episode in Star Wars. Well, you know. And now Hoodwinks has got 10 out of 10. And we'll see if it deserves it. Rogue One definitely did deserve the, the 10 real rating. As you can see if you listen to our Rogue One episode. But... Um, I feel like Hoodwinked is a <laughs> the most the most divisive film we've had on here, yeah. And b the film that I'm very ashamed 
has earned 10 reels. Not even earned, <laughs> has stolen 10 reels. As 10 reels that could have gone to a, to, could have gone to a much better film. Don't, don't but, worry, we'll be getting on to much better films at, at the end of the episode, I assure you. Right, okay, I'm glad about that. Now, let's get on to Hoodwinked. You mentioned it's the first yes. funded. Now, upon watching Hoodwinked, yep. I'd like to mention I've got some notes here. Good. Upon watching Hoodwinked, the first thing I'm greeted with is the logo of a company that's ran by a prolific sex offender. Yes. Yes. The first thing that pops up is the Weinstein Corporation logo. Yes. And I was just hit with... I, like That sets the tone. Immediately, that sets the tone for what you're about to see, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, but this was in 2005. It was. Which was... And it was almost a response to Shrek. I believe it was a response to Shrek from 2002. It was a response to Shrek. And it's like a... The best I could describe it when my family asked about it was it's like budget Shrek. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah, it, it is. It is. But come on, you've got to give it some pizzazz. You I'm know? not giving it any pizzazz. <laughs> I'm, merely to search the name of this film and to look on Google Images is an absolute horror show. Yeah. The second, Im- I'd like you to, I'd like you to look at the the picture IMDb okay. chose is particularly horrifying. Okay. The quality of animation mixed with the character models, and just the, it's it, it boggles the mind, Corey. I mean. There, there's reasons for that. Okay. Granted, right again, yeah, animation definitely a a, a sticking out point. You but, may submit your defence. Right. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Good. You will play devil's advocate for this entire review. Pretty much. Um, so the budget for this film was roughly 15 million US dollars, and you're probably thinking, man, it's a lot of money, and it is. Well, but, for the film budget. Yes. However, right. Compare this kind of to Who Killed Captain Alex, where was like an eighty was it eighty dollars, eight dollars, I can't remember what eighty five dollars. Yes. The budget for Ice Age, for example, is roughly sixty million dollars. Yes. And also this was independently made and the actual animation team were in the Philippines and didn't really know anything about animation because they tried to essentially make this film with the money they had. Right. So it's not great. <laughs> but no, it's not great at all. You it's... know what? For for Quick maths, forty-five, yeah, forty-five million dollars less than Ice Age. It's all right in my book. Well, it's not all right in mine. Um, I was subjected to this film by by the review clause of Ten Reels, huh? and well, well, let's take a, let's take a minute on the characters, shall we? Okay, the first oh. character we're uh, the first character that we're sort of led by is um, Red Riding Hood in this story. Correct. Um, was voiced by Anne Hathaway. No idea who had a gun to her head to get her to do this film. Um, <laughs> She's not in the second one. I oh yeah, I imagine not. After this film, I wouldn't want to be in the second of this film, I tell you that. <laughs> um, but we'll get into the second one in a few minutes. But They get Anne Hathaway for this film. She's probably tied up in somebody's basement in the Philippines, forced to record for this film. What, like Granny and, was? Yeah, like, yeah, like the Granny was um, in the film. And the events are Red Riding Hood is works for her grandmother who works who who does a who has a confectionery business, 
and the confe- all the confectionery businesses are going out of are going out of uh, out of business because yeah. someone's stealing all their recipe books. Yes. Now, what occurs to me is why don't you have more than one copy of your recipe book? Do you not do you not write it down anywhere else? Do you not have recipes you see, memorized? You see, you see, you see, I, I've I've heard the argument right. Well, the moment you start to poke holes in it, everything falls apart, Corey. Yeah, but I I I only have one recipe for it. I don't have two copies of Mary Berry's cookbooks. Well, I've only got, if someone stole Mary Berry's cookbooks and I I didn't have the internet, I'd be I don't know what I'd do. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to cook any Mary Berry confectionaries. Exactly. Apparently. How am I going to get the Bakewell recipe now? <laughs> okay. Well, going from Red Riding Hood, yes. we then go to the to to, to Granny, right? Mm-hmm. And Granny. Also, I don't have a favorite character in this film. <laughs> Maybe I do. Maybe I've got one that I sort of like that I think is somewhat <laughs> decent. Okay. The rest of them are just awful in various ways. Yeah. There's there's the Granny who just seems just inept and just. just screaming everywhere and jumping everywhere and she's like oh I'm an old woman but I've, I like to ski jump and I like to live a life of adventure and this is treated like a massive reveal it is. And yeah. it's like so what they, that's that's a joke that they always do they always say oh I'm the hip rocking grandmother they always they always pull out that out of the bag in these anime in these bad animated films it reminded me of the the, the, the Lorax reboot with Danny, I've, I think it's Danny DeVito. I think I've seen that one. Have you watched that, the Lorax reboot? When did the it come out? The 3D animated Lorax reboot. What, what is it like 2013, 12 Yeah, awful. The film's awful. Yeah. But they do the same thing there. They do like, oh, you think the grandmother's all, but no, she's on skis at the end of the film. <laughs> she's skiing down the slope, you know. She's she got, is. She's, she's got, you know, disco balls and is dancing all around the room kind of thing. And she looks. She also. She looks strikingly similar to the granny in this film. Yes. Now their look is almost dead on the same. And I was like, they could be the same character for all I know. Um, but moving on from the granny, then we have who is voiced by Glenn Close, by the way, which is a insult to everything that Glenn Close has ever done. Yeah, I mean, this is also how we're discovering the fact that they had fifteen million dollars, most of it being spent on the actors, not the animation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hope Anna Hathaway got a got a check for this. Now, now let's go on to the most offensive character in the whole film. Okay. Um, and I feel like that is the, the, uh, just the big dumb animal that is um, the, the the woodsman, or they think he's a woodsman, but he's not a woodsman. He's a he's an actor. Yes. Who also runs uh, a schnitzel van. Correct. And is accompanied by a swarm of garbage patch cabbage patch kids, who are just the most offensive and the most visually horrifying thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Exactly. This. <laughs> they just look like they look like pink sick with a face. They just look like they look like the most horrible crimes against humanity that I think I've ever seen. I mean Is there any defence? Can you defend the look look at the right go on Google are you on Google Images right now? Yeah yeah. I applaud you dear listener to go on Google Images and look at look at this film. Look at the second image of this film. It's, right? Is it is it the one with the woodsmen and other kids around him? Yes. I mean, explain that to me. 
His... Look, at their, look at their eyes. Look I, at their I, dead. Look at their I, dead I can. glazed eyes, Corey. I can explain that to you. His his schnitzel van has just been stolen. I don't care about his <laughs> schnitzel van, Corey. <laughs> that's that's I, the look of of shock, Murray. No, that's the look of a man who's lost his soul <laughs> to the devil. <laughs> Look at him. He looks like he's got some plastic, plastic face and dead eyes. He's staring into my soul. Every character looks like they're staring into my soul. Look at, look at, the, look at the picture of Red Riding Hood. A glassed over <laughs> eyes. She's got no emotion in her face. She can't emote. Her lips don't move. There's all these characters. Look, the most variety of strength. The, the foot. The poster for the second film doesn't look that bad. At least they've got a bit of emotion in their eyes. But in this film, they all look like really bad PS1 characters. Yes. In in varieties of poses with varieties of emotionless expressions. And as I say, we'll get onto the plot soon. But my the character that can pass is my favourite character. Right? Yeah. Who probably is the only character with any bit of emotion or semblance or, or arc. Is is the wolf? Okay, yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, because he's the only character who seems to be somewhat of a character. I mean, who has a bit of motivation? Who has a bit of a bit of an arc? A bit of growth? A bit of of actual character and emotion? Seems to be the wolf. I mean, you're not wrong. He, he's up. He's up there. He's definitely up there. Oh, really? Who's your... Who's? Do you have a... What, a favourite? Yeah. That's a goat, obviously. Oh, well, we'll get on to the bloody goat. <laughs> but we have... We have the wolf, who's voiced by Patrick Warburton, who I'm he a is fan indeed. of. I am actually a fan of Patrick Warburton, so... So am I. So it's and his, and so his voice does match the character, which is... It does. Which is decent. So, I like Patrick Warburton, you know, The Tick. I'm a fan of that. Um, B-movie. Nice. I like I like Patrick Warburton. So, Family Guy, I'm a fan. Actually, if it wasn't your weekly rec this week, Corey, I'd probably recommend The Tick from 2000 uh, 2001. Okay, well, I'm sure whenever we do another another thing that he's in. Yeah, the thing that Patrick Warburton's in, I'll 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 recommend that. Bring that one out the bag. Yeah, we'll do. But we have um, the Wolf, who's voice of Patrick Warburton, who's probably the best character in this whole film. He's accompanied by. The the squirrel, I think yep. he's a squirrel. Yes. Who talks really fast, and he's what well, I don't even remember what his name is. Chip or something like that. Yeah, I believe you're correct. Whatever, yeah, whoever. Um, and he is um, he's he's this really hyperactive squirrel, and he's given coffee at the end of the film, and he and he manages to. Also, they try and do the Shrek thing. This is a separate point. They try and do the Shrek thing, but it. It fails. Mm-hmm. They try and do the straight thing of all. Oh, it's the fantasy world, but but we're saying modern day references like Tic Tacs and like and like rock music and like like there's a police force in this film and they've got police cars and police tape and cameras. People have cameras. People have televisions. And I mean, people have it's... cars. People go around in cars in the forest. They do. They like, do indeed. In Shrek, they don't have cars. You don't see Shrek coming out of a Volkswagen Polo, do you? Maybe you in the you reboot. You don't see Shrek going out of an Audi R5. No, you don't. Could happen but in, in the reboot. What? Could happen in the Shrek reboot. Pff, whatever. What's well, the Shrek reboot that we're making? 
Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, Shrek's got a car, but no. Um, they don't have cars in Shrek. They have everyone going around horse and carriages, and it is like cars. Shrek on wheels. But, but um, I'm going to ignore that. But um, they have... They have people go around in cars. It's like it. They there's like a uh, one of the main plot points of the film is that Red Riding Red Riding Hood uses a cable car to get up the mountain. Yep. And at the end, at the end, there's a similar thing with a cable car. It's. I mean, it's chock full of of twists and turns, Murray. Yeah. Well, the, the twist, it's called world building, Corey. It's yeah. called establishing your world. And and, and isn't and isn't it great in this film? The, the world of Hoodwinked is very confused. I'm very confused by the world. I'm confused and I'm frightened. I think that's is, a you problem. I don't think that's a you problem. <laughs> it's a this film problem. But maybe my, let, let's say another character that's that is that is passable. Yeah. Is the the frog. Yeah, I, I like the frog. Yeah, he's a character that. that's passable as a character that could exist in like a Shrek film, right? Yes. The Wolf and the Frog are probably the two characters that could probably exist in a Shrek film, to see them there. And the Frog, he is... What's his name? Flip? Flip? The Frog flippers. or whatever? I believe it's Flippers. Yes. And they do this weird side joke where he comes into the house after that. After there's been, like... The main crux of the story is there's four different stories to be told for the four characters. So that's the Granny, the Wolf, Red Riding Hood, and the Woodsman. And what happens is... Red Riding Hood comes home, the granny is the wolf, but the granny's tied up in the closet, and then the woodsman bursts through the window <laughs> with an axe, and everyone gets arrested. They get arrested by the but police. They get arrested. And they're all in handcuffs, and then the frog, the detective frog comes in, and he and the police have to interrogate them to find out what, what the main story is, or who the, who's done the crime. That's the, that's the main... Uh, that's the main... Uh, plot point so the frog is the frog is a decent character and i initially thought it was patrick stewart and i was like that's no way that's patrick stewart. <laughs> i, I would have loved stewart it do this i would have loved it if it's but, patrick but stewart. It's, no it's not patrick stewart um i think the guy's trying to sound like patrick stewart but he's not patrick stewart. it's yeah it's like it's like one of them people who like if they're done a film and they can't get guys back in they just get someone who sounds like him instead yeah it's a sound alike patrick yeah sound alike um gone on craigslist so, Patrick, so the, the the frog that's trying to be Patrick Stewart yep. is um, he's a decent character. He's you know probably the smartest character in the film, um, and he's like, oh, I can figure out who the he's got a mustache. He's got a dog as well. He does. He's got a dog. When the wolf is a sentient character <laughs> who can talk and think, how did yeah, that work? Yeah, but he's, like Bojack he's, Horseman. He's an animal who has a pet animal, Murray. I know. Have you ever seen Bojack Horseman? Say bits to Bojack Horseman. It's like that. It's like how how can people be eating steak and also have a cow, and also be a cow? Yeah. How does work. that work then? I mean, I know they do an episode on that because there's an episode where like there's a chicken farm and you know, yeah, and there's there's sentient chickens and then there's chickens who are like bred to be effectively drones to be killed to be eaten. They have an episode on that where. They have like brain dead chickens who are who are like more accurately chicken, more real to life chickens, but there's also chickens who are sentient, and chicken people. Who like who rear who 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 raise these sort of drone chickens to be killed to be eaten. It's an interesting episode. Anyway, um, we're not talking about Project Horseman. It's a vastly better show, 
and than, than this film is in it in its entirety. But Debatable. no, it's not. We have um, <laughs> the frog, who is a decent character. I question the fact that he needs a dog when this is a world full of sentient animals. Is that dog having choice? Is that dog his slave? Hey, maybe maybe, maybe that's what he's into, man. I'm going to ignore that as well. Um, another couple of sets of characters that we have in this film yep. is the the bunny, which I Correct. think is called Bongo or Boingo. Yeah. And his sort of gang of his gang of Swedish or German. I mean, ski, ski one men. one of them is definitely trying to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. One of them is definitely trying to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, one of them is this bad Arnold Schwarzenegger parody who's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm going to crush you, little granny." You exactly. Know. He's doing that really that the big Austri- the big um, Austrian man voice, and of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's got a model that looks like him. It does. And they're all, you know, various ski men. They've all got ski uniforms on, and they're like the henchmen of of the of the villain who's Boingo. Uh, and they're not subtle with it at all, are they? No, they're not. Halfway through, halfway through, Bongo just says, "Oh, I wonder who could be stealing all the recipe books. I bet it's someone who's really, really smart and could possibly be be trying to enslave the people by making them work for him." And kind of thing. It's like, oh wow, that's very subtle. You're very subtle at that point, Go. No one's going to pick it up on you. Great, great foreshadowing. Ugh. Ugh. I'd, I, I think I'd like you to try and. Can you give me some sort of? Reprieve here. Please. I mean, I can. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a little bit of hope. I'll give you something that could have been. Okay. Right. So apparently, this is an IMDb. Give me some grateful trivia. Oh Thank yeah, you you've IMDb. got the trivia this time, haven't you? I have because I'm, I'm such a big fan of of Hoodwinked. Yes. Um, apparently, uh, the producer would show show kids right young children the concepts of the film. Mm. Apparently, uh, they run f- away screaming. Apparently, no, apparently your favourite character, uh, the goat, wasn't supposed to be. They were going to remove him, get rid of him. But kids yeah. loved him, so they kept him in. Well, the goat is a character who is in one scene in the film. Yes. And has a gimmick of he has to sing everything. He ha- yep. And he's, he has detachable horns that he he's, uses. He's got to sing because he's been cursed. So he has to sing all the time. And it's, he's, yeah. he's prepared, Murray. That's why he's got horns. Yeah. He's got horns that hold his horns. He's got horns that hold his horns. <laughs> He's got horns that hold bells. He's got horns that that do something with smells. Yeah, he's he got sing- horns. He's got horns for his keys. Horns for his keys. Yeah, horns, horns that help him watch TV. Horns, yeah, whatever, right? Horns that help him open jars. I don't. <laughs> I can keep going. No, don't stop. Stop. This is this. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be speaking this much about a film that's got forty-five percent on Metacritic. That's not bad. It. Yeah, but. <laughs> Alright, well, it's got 46% on Rotten, on Rotten Tomatoes, which... You know what, I, I expected less. You expected less? I expected much less. Yeah. I think it's one of those films that people have sort of taken, that, that people have taken into their hearts and that, oh, I used to watch this loads as a kid, and and now I look at it now and it might be bad, but it's still what sort of thing for me. I never saw this as a child. I was too busy watching Shrek and good films. Yeah. And... I never saw this. So as an adult, as a rationally thinking, semi-rationally thinking adult, I can look at this now and go, yeah, this is awful. I mean, <laughs> this is this is one of them films where, like, I, eight... I, I, I had it, right? I had it on DVD. Yes. 
Um, or I think I said to her, I think I had a pirate copy on DVD, uh, which is which is great. And I I would watch it often, but it's become one of the films where like I'll mention it to people. I've I've only ever met one other person who's seen it. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, that one other person enjoyed it, so it's become quite a little thing of I'm trying to I'm, tr- I'm trying to educate people, you know, trying to build up a little cult of Hudbrint fans. Well, I'm not going to be in that cult. Um, now, you, arguably, if you turn if you turn to turn to the Google reviews of this film, yep. um, you, you'd almost you'd almost think it was it was God's gift to mankind <laughs> because it has an eighty seven percent approval rating. And most of the, most of the reviews are for five, are five stars. I mean, including this wonderful little morsel, if I can give you it. Go for it. Uh, from user Kushik Kumar. Shout out to you, Kushik Kumar. I want to hunt you down and kill you. Uh, his first line says, "I wish to give one thousand stars." I mean, he also calls it an epic movie. Yes. Extremely interesting, enticing, and thought-provoking. Yes. What a, what else can be the benchmark for the cinema industry? Oh my god. This movie cams you. Cams you? I think it means calms. This movie cams you, makes you feel joy, makes you think of sensible Uber class dealing with organised crime, way of handling situation like a gameplay, astounding personality representation, makes your heart pound faster. Your pulse rate, sweat and relief. The way this movie presents the reason for existence of Mafia World. The beginning, I don't know what this person is on with now. <laughs> the beginning of it, the balance, the fall of everything is just so heart-touching. Unbelievable. Thank you for giving us such wonderful movie experience. It's tremendous work done. I don't, is this person trying to parody those? I don't know, I've no idea. Let's finish this damn thing. <laughs> this movie depicts the sincere work with lots of love. No one can bring out such an epic movie, even if paid a billion dollars each. I get up every time I hear Godfather O, watch time, and ag- and again. I mean, he had me at the start. <laughs> he kind of lost me halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's preaching to the masses right there. Got, got to listen to the people. Okay, would you like another one? Oh, you've got another one? Since we're doing this now, <laughs> this is borderline offensive, we have... User Evan Wheatley with another five-star review. This immaculate masterpiece of a film make my cry with joy every time my eyes set upon it. <laughs> Is this you? <laughs> Is this you, Corey? Don't, don't tell anyone. <laughs> Whoever have nightmare from this just need to grow up, mon. This movie is something special and it's disappointing it gets so much unhelpful and unfair hate. Can't believe it didn't even get an award for its greatness. Really upsetting, to be honest. I have looked up to the hoodwink goat ever since I was a little fellow. This is you. Okay, yeah, this is scarily close to. This is clearly you. His singing makes people like Justin Bieber look like a poo. A poo. Thank you all for listening to my opinions on this astonishing piece of work. I hope this helps you. This is you. This is clearly you, isn't it? It's, it's my alias, all right. Yeah, your alias is Evan Wheatley. Yes. That's, I write it in bad English, so no one knows it's me. Exactly, you write it in pigeon English, <laughs> because because you have no idea. Because people, you don't want people to catch on. <laughs> yeah, my my alias is is Kayushik Kumar, and I'm 
and I wrote the other one. Listen, I've, I've not come out of a hoodwink closet yet, right? No, no, you haven't. You're not afraid. You're not. You're not. You're, not, you're too afraid to tell people your exactly. true opinion. But shall we get a sense of that true opinion, perhaps, <laughs> by getting our real ratings? Yes, I mean. So right, okay. Well, to clarify, we didn't do this with Star Wars because we both agreed that it ten out of ten. We both agreed that Rogue One needed ten out of ten. Yeah. So yes. we didn't actually give it again. But because I've 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 activated the the clause of we have to give it another rating. Yes. Because I'm not happy with it, which I think we should establish as a rule. Yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> we establish as a rule. Well, no, we established the rule that if it gets ten or zero, we have to review yeah. it. And even and I think this film has. I don't think this film is a hundred percent bad. I wouldn't. Get, I'm not going to give it a zero, as much no. as I've as much as I don't like it. If you give it a zero, we've got to do it again. Ugh, no, I'm not giving it a zero then. I'm not giving it a ten either. I'm going to give it a zero. Right, I'll let you go first. Is this your revised? Yes, this is my actual real rating. Take okay. take this one over the other one. My actual rating. You know what? It's getting it's getting above a five. I'll go six. I think six, six is okay. fair. Okay. Um, I, th- I think six is fair. I was going to give it a three. Okay. But because of those incredibly positive, uh, incredibly, incredibly positive five star rave reviews on Google mm. that we've just seen, I'm giving it a two. <laughs> because screw those people who like it, and I don't care. So it's you. You're to blame. Those two people on Google who reviewed that five through this 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 pile of pile of dog crap. Five stars. I'm I'm not going to give it that. I'm not I'm not going to give it the digni- the dignity of a three stars. I'm giving it two, and it gets to just for Patrick Warburton and the frog. Okay. And that's the only reasons that I'm giving it that I'm giving it the two stars. Okay, but you know what? Fair, fair. Thank you very much. Um. I like how we've not even mentioned the plot. No, because there's no need. No, there's not. You're not watching. You're not watching this film for the plot. What, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you're not watching this. If you, if you watch this film for the plot, then you've got something wrong in the head. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not just saying that either. If you've watched this film for the plot, I don't know what's wrong with you. So we're not going to discuss the plot. No, we're not. Because there's no need. Um, we can, however, discuss the sequel. Yes, people, this film got a sequel. It did. Hoodwink 2, is it called Hoodwink 2 something? It's it's Hoodwink 2, Hood vs. Evil. Right, okay. Because at the end of this film, the gang are recruited into what I can only assume is the Fantasy Avengers by by fairy tale Nick Fury here, the frog. Yeah. They're joining this Fantasy Avengers, this cinematic universe of Hoodwinked. I am telling you. Which is an absolute nightmare phrase. The HCU. The Hoodwink Cinematic Universe, <laughs> which is an absolute nightmare phrase. Can I also point out, I, I searched up today, apparently there was a third one, but I can't find any information about it anywhere. Oh, well, that must sets the tone. Apparently, it? it was Hoodwink Free Fellowship of the Hood. Yeah, of course it was. Um, and as far as I can tell, yeah, not a lot. Glenn Close comes back and Patrick Warburton comes back and that might yeah. be it. No, but the good thing about the sequel is you can actually go watch it and find it somewhere. Can you? Yes, because the first film you cannot find. No, you can't. You literally can't find it anywhere. No. 
I, I found one copy of a physical DVD on eBay, which I was tempted to buy and send it to you. And go, there you go. <laughs> um, that, was, that would have been above and beyond, Corey. Uh, no, so I, I had to go down other, other rabbit holes. Yeah, to find it. To find yeah. this. It's like hidden treasure, Murray. It is. Put in the effort, get the reward. Yeah, thank you. We put in the effort, <laughs> and we got... And we got this. Whatever exactly. this is. But, um... Yeah, going to... Uh, hoodwinked here. We'll try and reach some kind of conclusion. But... I'm... Uh, I don't know about you, Corey. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like some part of me is, I don't know, I feel tainted after watching this film. I feel dirty. Okay. You know, when you've, when you've seen something and you're like, ugh, I'm not going to get that out of my head. I don't uh, like you see, this. Okay, you see, <laughs> see when I finish watching this, uh, I immediately normally go make a cup of tea and start humming the song the goat sings. Oh, and I had a shower. <laughs> I felt awful. I felt, I felt dirty. I had to go clean myself. I was like, ugh. I can't want to watch this film. I mean, don't worry. You know, I have other friends I've mentioned Hoodprint and we've established, but I'm going to bring it round and we're going to watch it. Uh, well, I don't want to be there, Corey. So you're not, you're, not, you're not the only one who I'm subjecting or is going oh, to subject this film to. Well, I'm glad, Corey, that you've started some sort of weird cult of, of watching Hoodwinked with people. I'm spreading the good word, Murray. Yes, yeah, spreading the good word of the goat. Yes. Wait, he's got horns for his... I don't know. Horns for his whatever. It's got horns for everything, Murray. It's got horns that can make him fly. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, he's got helicopter horns. Also, she was gonna leave. She was gonna leave him to die on that minecart. Guess she was Just saying. She, she didn't. She didn't know he had horns for his or horns to fly with. So she was gonna let him fly off that minecart and die. She was using the hood. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. But he's he's got the horns, and everyone knows the horns are mightier than the hood. <laughs> And, and right, and the only, the also, the only, the third redeeming feature of this, apart from Patrick Warburton and the Frog, yep. is this. The plot is the different stories are kind of fun, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. The I mean, different it... stories are kind of fun to look to, to look at, and the and the way that the stories cross into each other are kind of fun, and that's it. Not very, but that's it. And the songs are borderline offensive. There's no, the soundtrack of this film doesn't have any established music in it. No, it doesn't. Uh, for you radio listeners out there, I've just picked two songs that are incredibly depressing. So, because <laughs> they match my mood right now. But for everyone listening to the podcast, this, this music has no, has no semblance. It has no... It sounds like... It sounds like they've just taken kind of stock stock music... Like the goat has this sort of stock banjo song, was like my horns. I've got my horns for a different. I've got my horns for different things, you know. <laughs> and that is all the song is. Don't butcher his song like that. Right. Okay. <laughs> and that was a surprisingly good impression of the voice he has as well. It was, to be fair. Um, <laughs> I didn't know where that came from. Now, and then, it's the goat inside you, Murray. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the goat inside me. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, but and then the Riding Hood has a song where oh I'm I like to ride my bicycle and I wish that I had a better life than I did. That's it's, kind of thing. Isn't that quaint? They sound. I like to ride my bicycle. I want I to, to ride, ride my, bike. my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. No, um, but that is that's a song that she has. And yes. then 
doesn't the, the the rabbit? I'm trying to remember the songs. The rabbit has a song as well. Uh, it was like, oh, I've taken over everything, and I'm the big bad rabbit, and I can take over the world. I think That's so. The Hudsman, the Axman does. The Woodsman. Axman, yeah. Yes, I love my schnitzels. I have a schnitzel van. That's, that's <laughs> the song that he sings. Right? All the demonite children come to me. That's that's the, that's the song he has. And those children, have, have, I can't get over it. Oh my God, what is this image? <laughs> that is awful. He's just got such a big head. Yeah, he does. The children have such large heads and such small eyes. And they're just bu- they're just all bug-eyed, and they're just all bug-eyed and really they're, they're really small, but they're large as well. It's 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 horrendous. Yeah. It's I want to be sick. It's a it's a visual it's a visual sickness that they've thrust on me. Oh, that's even worse. No, come on, come on, Marie, get get down with the sickness. I'm just looking at these images. Someone, someone, someone has taken, someone has taken this sort of. Fan and wiki article, and made all the children different, different characters. And I'm looking at them all, and they're all different variations of horrifying. They're all different variations of just this horrendous, these horrendous images. Ah, oh. <laughs> you're going down a deep rabbit hole. There. I yeah, I'm going down a horrendous rabbit hole. Also, can I point out? I've ju- I've just realised this. I completely forgot. Uh, you know the fake Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yeah, it's played by Exhibit. The it, guy from it... the guy from Pit My Ride. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. What if you if you want to be a player but your wheels ain't fly? Yeah, I thought I'd sprinkle you that information. You're hitting us up for Pit My Ride. That's the one. That's the that's the cherry on this. <laughs> Dog muck cake, Corey. On this, on this cake, this indescribably bad cake. I, I don't think there's much else I can say. Uh, I feel like the real rating of two speaks for itself. Um, what is that? The Guardian gave this three out of four stars. <laughs> Sorry, no, three out of five stars. That's... That is three stars too many. In fact, no, that's what I gave it because if you if you make it out of ten, so if it's ten stars, double it. That's six out of ten. That's what I gave it. Yeah, well, <laughs> she won Guardian. Also, 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 if you, also, if you're wondering what this got on IMDb, Corey, yeah, it got six point four. So, see, see, my my people are out there, Murray. Your people are out there. God damn them, they are out <laughs> there. And also, you may relate to the fact that the the director has the same first name that you do. Yes. We've that, perhaps. Exactly. And, you know, every every Corey does good stuff. Every Corey... Well, one Corey doesn't. Well, yeah, but we don't, we don't, talk about, don't talk about that one. Right, okay. Well, going into... Um, go, going into the weekly wreck for this week... <laughs> every family's got a black sheep. <laughs> yeah, every Corey's got a, got a bad Corey. <laughs> going into the weekly wreck for this week... Yes, we have you. It's your it's your turn. Last week, I gave a guy gave us a a ripcord in Lost season two, and hopefully, you're going to give us something that, that that puts a good taste in my mouth. Yeah, well, I I did some uh, I did some reflection after <laughs> after I recommended Hoodwinked, and I was like, okay, right, okay, I thought, oh, okay, I gave it a ten, ten, I gave it a ten out of ten. Because um, also, it's very hard for me to give genuinely give films a ten out of ten. 
Because mm-hmm. um, I'm always of the mindset of no film's perfect. There's always something you can prove, right? Yes. So I'm like, oh. so I thought, okay, right. Um, what was your prove up from Hoodwinked? Uh, more Everything. goat. More goat. It's, one scene's not enough. More goat, right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. You've let me down, Corey. I'll accept that at this point. Carry and, on. And so I, I sat there and I was going, oh. trying to think of any film. You know what? Is there actually any film that I could give a genuine 10 out of 10? Right? Because I thought also, I need to bring the prestige back up. Yes, bring up, save some face here, Corey, please. I need to bring that, bring that prestige back up. And I was like, okay. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, is there any film? And then this guy walks past, right? And that uh, is offered me some advice right in the street uh he, he offered me some advice he told me to uh, to stick it to the man right right he told me that guy down there he's the man that cat in your house he's the man yes that woman on that bike she's the man uh, uh so, so i said, what, uh, I said what's, what's what's uh what's becky lynch got to do with uh, <laughs> the film that you're gonna pick because the guy who gave me advice uh was it was it a mr schneebly was it exactly and so I thought, okay, okay, I'll take his advice. I will stick it to the man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to recommend School of Rock. Ah, thank you. Well, that's that definitely saves face. Um, if you couldn't have guessed, but the fact I was saying that I needed to think of a film that I would give 10 out of 10, School of Rock is generally one of, probably one of the only films I could give a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what? I, I, I tricked the viewers... By saying at the last, uh, my last reg, so at the start, going, I'm going to give a film 10 out of 10. Yeah. And like leaving them on edge. And I said, Hoodwinked. I thought, right. I'm going to be genuinely serious. Okay. Um, as, as a first <laughs> 10 out of 10, ignoring Hoodwinked, that's now a 6. Yes. Um, as a first 10 out of 10, I, I'm going to recommend The School of Rock. Okay. okay. Which I think you can actually agree with is deserving of a 10 out of 10. <laughs> So, so is this is this for serious now? This is yes. This is an actual. I'm no more gay. I'm coming and swinging. Okay, okay. So, 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 so does that mean that um, School of Rock will be legitimately reviewed? Yes. Okay. Well, we have that. To, we have that to look forward to then, folks. Um, also, we've had two ten out of tens in the past. Well, are you discounting the ten out of ten? Board yes. Board? Yes. School of Rock is officially my first 10 out of 10. Right, okay. Hoodwinked has been struck, struck from the record. It's now, yes, it just got us to 6, and that's it. Yes, let the record show that <laughs> that um, we've had a retcon. That's our first retcon as well. Yeah. When that's when history retcon. when history talks of the real show, we did not talk about Hoodwinked getting 10 out of 10. No, that's our first retcon. Hoodwinked has no longer had 10 out of 10. Um, we now have Rogue, Rogue One and School of Rock. <laughs> so the School of Rock review will be coming up in the next few weeks, and we have we have some stuff down the pipeline for you. We have um, uh, the Bad Batch, Star Wars, Star Wars animated show. The Bad Batch is coming up. We're reviewing that. Uh, we have some more interesting stuff from the world of television, the world of wrestling, everything. We're we're, we're bringing it to you. But to close this episode out, we have uh, it's Simon and Garfunkel, and it's the sound of silence. Because I needed something that was sad and depressing to to match my mood for this episode. But I'm glad we've ended. That's, that's brought a good taste to my mouth. That's saved face for you, Corey. So go out, get out there, watch School of Rock. And it's got a 10 out of 10, so we'll, we'll be reviewing it as well. So we hope you enjoy. And we're going to leave you with a bit of Simon Garfunkel. So 
Uh, it's a goodbye from me, bye, and a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye. Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. In restless dreams I walked alone, narrow streets of cobblestone, neath the halo of a street lamp. I turned my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stared by the flash of a neon light It split the night And touched the sound of silence And in the naked light I saw Ten thousand people, maybe more Talking without speaking People hearing without listening People writing songs That voices never share No one dared Disturb the sound of silence Fools said I, you do not know Silence like a cancer grows Hear my words that I might teach you Take my arms that I might reach you But my words like silent raindrops fell And echoed the wills of silence Flashed out its warning In the words that it was forming And the sign said the words of the prophets Are written on the subway walls Tenement halls Whispered